that song is such a powerful song because we often take it in our minds to, to those loved ones that we will see one day. And when you know the Lord, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we look forward to those who have gone on who we'll see one day and spend eternity with them. But you know, that song's not just about seeing loved ones in heaven. It's about what I'm going to do when I get to heaven. And so it's for the child of God. I mean, if serving God down here while he's up there is this good, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I see his face. And may that hope that we have, that knowing he's coming again, challenge us to keep on keeping on. Take your Bibles and go with me in the Word of God to the book of Habakkuk, chapter number 2. Habakkuk, chapter number 2. Do you have your place in your Bible or locate the Scripture on the screen? Let me challenge you to give your attention to the Word of God. Could I tell you that you will not give respect to anything more important than you will the Bible? Verse number one of chapter two is where we're going to be. Spend just a few moments here today. I want you to listen to the words of Habakkuk under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. That's important, beloved, for us to understand. When you read passages in the Bible, you're reading what men are writing, and the men are writing what God told them to write. This is how the process of the Bible gets from the mouth of God to the hand of the believer. It's important to believe that, because I don't believe it came from the mouth of God, two men that wrote it, and that God preserved it so that you and I could have it, then that means we don't have the Word of God. So that's a problem. So if you don't believe you had the Word of God, you might as well close it. And we might as well take it off the screen. Now, if we have it, we need to hear it. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by... We're, we're so complicated, but, but God's not. Pastor, I just don't have the faith I need. <laughs> Here's a biblical formula. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You don't have faith, you need to hear the word of God. Then you need to believe what it said. I will stand upon my watch. Say that with me. I will stand upon my watch. I want to dial into that phrase today in the word of God. I will stand upon my watch. Look at the next statement. And set upon the tower. And will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. That's a hmm moment. Because I'm going to tell you what's wrong with us as the people of God. We don't know what to say when we're corrected. 
And this is Habakkuk, a man like we are, like passions. And he says, what, what worse time to come out the mouth any kind of way than after I've been put in place? Let the church say amen. Our Father, I pray that you help us. Cleanse me of sin. Empty me of self and fill me with your spirit. Help me be a blessing. Use the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I, I don't have long to speak this morning. Not that time is not permitted. I'm just not going to take a lot of time. What I, what I am going to say, if you can't get it in a few minutes, you won't get it in an hour. Chapter 2 is Habakkuk's resolution to what he talked about in chapter 1. Now, anybody that's been around here any length of time, sat under my preaching, not that it's anything stellar or anything to talk about or anything to brag on, but it is what it is. You know that I, I want my preaching to do a couple of things. Number one, I want it to honor the Lord. Number two, I want it to be biblical. I don't care how much I huff, how much I puff, how much I hoop, how much I holler, how much I rhyme, how much I reason, how good my jokes are. I don't care how big my vocabulary is. It ain't good preaching because of the way I sound. It ain't good preaching because the way you enjoy it. It ain't good preaching because of how many people tune in. It's good preaching when what I say comes from what God's Word says. But here's the third design. I want to honor the Lord. I want to be biblical. Number three, I want you to understand it. Now, if I get two out of three, I, I'm feeling pretty good. But how many of you have ever sat under a teacher who clearly understood the material, but the problem was you the one taking the test? Now, listen to me. Not every genius is automatically a good teacher. Just because you were good at doing it doesn't mean you're good at teaching people how to do it. Okay? We live in the day and age where everybody's going around saying everybody needs to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. Some people are good at what they do, but they're not good at working for themselves because they're not disciplined enough to keep themselves on schedule. Just because you can cook don't mean you need to open a restaurant. Because cooking for your family whenever you finish is not the same as cooking for 50 people after they order. Just because you play ball doesn't mean you need to coach. Huh? And so I want preaching to be understood. So it's, it's, it's important that sequence... Is, is rightly divided in Scripture because if you jump into chapter number 2 and you don't rehearse what's happening in chapter number 1, then you can't truly understand and appreciate what, Haggai, what Habakkuk says in chapter 2 when he starts off by saying, I will, I will, I will. Verse number, two, he, uh, verse number 1, he says, I will stand. And then he says later, I will watch. So, so it's very important to understand that in chapter number 1, he is sharing his burden. He begins to share his burden with God and shares his burden with 
the people. He could not understand why the people that knew God were living in a wicked way. And by the way, you don't ever want to get to the point as a Christian when you begin to understand how God's people can live a wicked way. But it wasn't just the people of God living wickedly that Habakkuk couldn't understand. He could not also understand why God was going to respond to the wickedness of his people by raising up wicked people to judge them. He could not, God, if your people are disobeying you, why would you take somebody else who's living wicked and use them to judge? It just didn't make sense to Habakkuk how God decided to deal with things. Now, I wonder if somebody will raise your hand in the building today and not be ashamed to tell the truth and shame the devil that you have had some things happen in your life that you have not agreed with how God decided to deal with them. They didn't make sense to you. So he ends chapter number one perplexed. Perplexed that God's response to his own people's wickedness was to raise up Babylon, who was clearly as vile, as idolatrous, as immoral, as pagan as any people on the earth at the time, perhaps any people on the earth at any time in all of history, as Revelation will catalog for us. And Habakkuk couldn't understand, Judah, they're your people. They're your people, God. You've redeemed them. You take care of them. They're your own. You're going to preserve them. They're your people. And you're going to use these bad people and you're going to let bad people judge your people. God, why would you, I mean, couldn't you raise up some good people to deal with? Why would you use bad people to deal with your people? He did not understand, so he pours out his heart to God. Now listen to me. Here's the difference between not understanding and resentment and bitterness. When you don't understand something, you hold it in, you harbor it in, you get bitter, you get resentful, you get animus inside of you, you end up doing crazy things. When you don't understand what God is doing, you pour out your heart to God. David said in Psalm 142, I pour out my complaint to God. Listen to me. Everybody on planet earth complains. Listen to me. Some people get around people say they just complain, 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 complain. Everybody complains. But here's the difference between a complainer that gets on your nerves and a complainer that doesn't. One person complains to God and other people complain to everybody else. So when you complain to God, he becomes a receptacle for the things you don't understand, but it doesn't stop there. He starts with the acknowledgement of the Almighty, but in chapter number two, listen, he's going to continue with the anticipation, the anticipation of God's address. And here's what he's saying. I don't understand what you're doing, God. I don't understand why you're doing it. So here's what I'm going to do in chapter 2, verse number 1. I will stand upon my watch. I want you to get this today and I'm finished. Habakkuk says, listen, God, there's a burden on me. God, there's confusion in me. God, there's lack of understanding in me. God, there's ignorance in me. God, I'm getting frustrated. God, I'm burdened. God, I'm weighed down. Listen, I, you say, who is that in 2023? God, I'm praying and you're not answering. I'm asking you and you're 
not coming through. I'm begging you, and it doesn't seem like you're listening. There's stuff going on that should change, and you won't change it. There's stuff happening that clearly breaks your heart, and you won't do anything about it. God, I don't understand. I'm talking to believers today because I'm not dumb, I'm not ignorant, and I'm a human being like you are. A bunch of Christians today are facing things that just render you perplexed, and you don't know what to do. Here's what you got to do when you don't understand and you've told God that you don't. You got to stand in your place and wait to see what he says. That's not what we do. We pout and we sulk. We become altogether negative. We meddle and we gossip and we, we, we get jealous and we get envious and, and we compete and we contend because something's happening in my life. I don't understand why that person I love, love did that. I don't understand why those people that are supposed to be there for me turned on me. I don't understand why I get to the end of the month and there's not enough money in there to pay what you know I have. I don't understand why you let me get sick. I don't understand why someone living for God is lying in the hospital. I don't understand why this horrible disease comes into the life of someone who reads his Bible and who walks with God as often as she should. I don't understand. But here's what Habakkuk says. Even though I don't understand, my lack of understanding is not licensed for me to walk out there and act like a fool when I don't understand what God is doing. And it doesn't make sense to my human reasoning. Here's what I will decide to do. I will ascend to the place where God says he will speak. The context here in Habakkuk chapter 2 is he's going to the watchtower. This is where the watchman would dwell. The watchman would get high up in the tower and the tower would permit him to look over the city and to see when messengers would come to bring a message. The watchman would start, would, would, would be the first one to see the messenger arriving and he would receive that message because he was in a place where he could receive. Oh, God, help me preach now. Listen to me. God, give us believers in 2023 who can't understand what's happening in Israel, who can't understand what's happening with legislation, who can't understand what's happening in politics, who can't understand what's happening with the devil, who can't understand what's happening with morality, who can't stand understand what's happening with, with, with same-sex marriage, who can't understand what's happening with the killing of unborn, who can't understand what's happening with immorality, adultery, and foolishness. God, give us believers in 2023 when life doesn't make sense. We'll go to the spot where God said he showed up and say, I'll wait there until you tell me what you have to say. And yet, the pastor is spending way too much time trying to get people in church to hear from God because they're so mad at what's going on, they're going to stay away from the place where God just might tell them what he's doing. Listen to me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to challenge you. Pastor, you're just picking on me. No, 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 no. I got some stuff happening in my life. I can't make no sense of it either. And some of it got to do with some of y'all. I'm going to spend my life banging my head against the wall about stuff that doesn't make sense. What I am going to do, I'm going to make sure that if God does send me an answer, I'm there to receive it. 
And that means getting up tomorrow morning and spending time in his word. That means getting on my knees and praying to a God even when he doesn't tell me what I want to hear. That means coming to church when I don't feel like it. Because confusion is the most volatile time for the child of God to end up in a flurry of catastrophe. The last thing you want to do is let your confused, disillusioned, uncertain Christian self go out in this crazy world and just live up what you want to live up out of anger and disillusionment. I'll tell you what the child of God needs to do in 2023. You need to listen to a God who, when you are confused, is not confused at all. Standing in your place. Our Father, in Jesus' name. To the broken-hearted spouse. To the hurting parent. To the confused employee. To the overwhelmed caretaker. To the struggling tither. To the repetitive soul winner. To the running out of patience prayer warrior. May these thy words resonate clearly today. I wonder if there's a believer in the building today who would say, Pastor, you're talking to me and I need to make some I will decisions today. Pastor, I've spent too much time running around on the ground trying to change you from doing what you're doing and not enough time ascending to the watchtower to see what you have to say. And God, by your grace and by your will, I'm committed to stand in my place to see what you're going to say. Because God, I, 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 I don't know what to say, but you do. God has spoken to me. I'm perplexed about some things, Pastor, but I'm committed in Jesus' name. I'm gonna, that pe- that's, what, that's what Habakkuk said in chapter number one. I will, I will, I will. He just made some choices. Listen, folks, when you can't fix stuff, you can't change stuff, you can't rearrange stuff, you can't change people, you can't move circumstances, you got to do the I wills that are in your control. Nobody's going to stop you from reading your Bible tomorrow. Nobody's going to stop you from being faithful to God. Nobody's going to stop you from doing right. The only person that's going to stop you to make you say, I won't, is when you decide not to say, I will. Pastor God's spoken to me. I heard him. And my resolution from this message today is to get to the spot for you to say what you need to say to me. Would you raise your hand up all over the building? Be honest, if you're committing it, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to get to my spot. 
God bless you. For the rest of you, I hope you will. Because until Jesus comes, life is going to continue to serve us perplexity. And you're never going to catch up with confusion and straighten it out. It's moving too fast. So tomorrow, don't chase confusion. Just go to the spot where God speaks. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I don't want to go to hell. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Anybody like that? I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. But I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Anybody like that? Father, help us and speak to us. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.